Welcome to the AVG Podcast with hosts, AVG Fund founder, Rob Graziani, along with Denise Escobar. AVG Podcast, where we talk about everyday experiences that relate to everyday people. Enjoy the show. All right, well, welcome everybody back to AVG Podcast. We got Denise and myself, Rob. Welcome everybody. Happy 2021. Yes, Happy New Year, everyone. So it's been some year we just got through. Oof, and it sounds like we're going to have quite another year. Absolutely. So try and be positive, continuing uh, positive momentum that we had from last year, right? Mm-hmm. We got a lot done considering that there was, um, you know, pandemic, things were shut down and, you know, there wasn't, we couldn't do any um, fundraising or anything. So it's actually, but we were able to, well, very generous people donated and we were able to get some cancer patients, um, some gift cards. Rob, tell them what what we were able to get to them. Uh, Last year, we were able to give them StubHub gift cards, which StubHub started a thing where you could watch concerts online. We're also able to give cushy pillows, which is a neat invention started by David Costello, which you put your hand through. And since most Mm -hmm. people sleep in a fetal position, they can listen to their pulse. We donated 20 of them to the uh, Pediatric Cancer Center. And we donated also Netflix gift cards, WWE gift cards, Uber Eats gift cards. So it was quite the array. And plus, don't forget, we donated to the nurses. Uh, their lunches. We did. We donated lunches to nurses, yeah. So, I mean, considering we couldn't do any real fundraising, we, we got a lot done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was Very a great good. show at Cafe Spiga that we had in January. That's right, before everything got shut down. That's <laughs> right. That was a good show, too. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that we finally, you know, it figures we finally get it down pat, yeah. uh, how to do things. Yeah. You know, it's... <laughs> If you ever done fundraising, you kind of like have to have a formula of uh, getting people there, picking the event, what you're going to offer, auctioneer. Um, right. Yep. And then you have to, you know, walk around and basically peg, <laughs> <laughs> you know, beg for donations and stuff like that. And, and that, I remember that crowd was extremely generous. We had, we had a very generous crowd. It was it was a good show, like everything. Everything fell into place that night. It was fun. And that was, unfortunately, the last one about a year ago. Yeah, I feel yeah. bad for the comedians. Um, Again? I feel bad for the comedians. I know. I know. So. It's like, I know Stevie Jeebie's been trying to do stuff online. It's difficult, though. You know, if you're not in front of an audience, it's kind of difficult. But he's been, you know, every, he's been doing podcasts and he's been doing... Um, you know, uh, live show, live, you know, live casting on Sundays and everything. He's he's been trying, man. He's been doing it good. Yeah, the guy always stays busy. Great guy. Mm-hmm. You know, always wants to be involved with AVG. Tommy Giordano over at the Cafe Spiga, great guy. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's the, where we got uh, the food for the donation of the nurses. Mm-hmm. Can't forget about John. John Who can Barrett. forget John? You can forget John. He can. He's unforgettable. Yeah, he's always he's always there, ready, ready, willing, and able to help. Yeah, he's um, throughout. I mean, for years now. He's been. What's his uh B? Is it uh Big Mac intake? Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was on a diet for a while. 
Yeah, yeah. It was just, uh, you know, his uh, thing when he got up there, he's just like, you know, your BMI is pretty high. And he oh. goes, my BMI is pretty high. Big Macs. <laughs> that, that would be a lot of Big Macs. You know. <laughs> Personally, I prefer the McRib, but. I've never tasted that. You're missing out, Denise. This is what I hear. This is, I don't know. Everyone kind of freaked Sonic. out when it came, when they, when McDonald's brought it back, they were just like, this is the sandwich of the year. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I've never tasted it. Andrew's on our uh, board. He'll send me a picture of him at McDonald's um, with his McRib. And it was like subliminally getting to me where then I started sending pictures when I went to McDonald's uh, with, <laughs> to get the McRib. <laughs> and a salad yeah and i was doing so great you know started the new year's resolutions mm-hmm. you know i didn't um, make any because i always break them every year i'm just gonna just try and be a better person <laughs> than i was yesterday well, I'm gonna be hard. going with that mantra for a while just try and be better better today than i was yesterday absolutely i always and plus you know now with the gym restrictions and i, I mean i know people have gotten used to it in fact um one of the people that I work with, you know, he said that he wasn't, he didn't think he was going to ever be able to get used to working out with a mask on. And he goes, but I, he's like, surprisingly, I did. He's like, I, I didn't think I could, but I, but I did. <clears throat> and I don't know. I just. The I'm cardiovascular is hard. <laughs> the gym. What? The doing cardio is pretty hard with a mask. I still haven't gotten used to that. And that's all I would do. I don't lift weights. You know what I mean? I would only, yeah. I would only just do the, the um, treadmill or <clears throat> elliptical. You, you could know. try, I guess you could start off with a bike and then work your way to just to, to the treadmill and then to the elliptical. I'd rather ride my own bike around the neighborhood. Sure. You know? Yeah. But I'm not, so I don't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I actually have to go and do these things. And I don't. <laughs> that's, I, the, that's the problem. It's not easy. It's yeah. the hardest things that like first week. I've been trying to get the 10,000 step a day thing. I actually just finished my 10,000 steps. Went to the mall earlier with Fernando. We busted out along with some caffeine from Starbucks, which I am supposed to cut out. Caffeine? Not having much luck with that. Yeah. Cut down how much caffeine I take. Oh, okay. I was going to say a small amount's fine. Like, I think no. that's even, I it's don't like know. Cafe Americano with an extra shot of espresso. It's like 8,000 oh, milligrams of like caffeine. <laughs> well, that not so much. Yeah. <laughs> but of course I get like, you know, a camera, uh, caramel macchiato. You know what I mean? It's just might as well not even bother having the having it. It's just, it's, you know what I mean? It's a sweet drink to me. It's not coffee. <laughs> It tastes a whole lot better than the Cafe Americano. Mm. That's more of the effect. It's like, uh, you know, you take the shot of alcohol for the effect and maybe you drink a glass of wine for the taste. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when and if I do get Starbucks, though, I do get that extra shot. Because if I do, I don't, I, I'm a tea drinker. I'm a teetotaler. So if I have coffee, to me, it's like speed. And if I, I, but I, I have to have it sweet because I just don't like regular coffee. It's just so bitter to me. It just doesn't yeah. taste good to me. Just regular plain coffee. So it's got to be all doctored up and sweet and everything. But yeah, but, but with tea, 
I mean, I can have a glass of tea right before bed. A cup of tea right before bed and be completely fine. If I Not have like coffee past four o'clock, I have trouble sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I was working at one other job before this whole entire thing, and you get mandated. And the guy goes, You're gonna be mandated tonight at midnight, and I'm working four at twelve. I had coffee at eight o'clock. At eleven fifty five, he tells me, You're not mandated anymore. What what does that mean, mandated? Um, it's just basically like the guy who's supposed to relieve you called out and you're mandated to stay. You have to stay. You have to? Yeah, that's part of like um because I was doing the public safety thing, that was part of the union uh, contract that you have to stay at a minimal of two hours. And that's only if you can get somebody else to call, come in. Being a new guy, I don't know anybody. Mm. Be like, Rob, Rob who? You know, 578. That was my number. They don't try and call somebody? No, they don't do anything for you. you got to take the initiative. Wow. And um, so needless to say, I was up to 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Last night? Um, no, this, uh, this a couple of weeks ago because I had ca- uh, coffee so late. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, that's that's why, I don't know, coffee just affects me so so much that I don't really have it that often. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like the taste, you know what I mean? And it affects me badly, so why bother? <laughs> that's the reason we... Yeah, have you ever had kava? I have not. I have heard about it and I've been wanting to try it. <clears throat> but yeah. um, they seem to be open when I'm working. So by the time I get off from work, they're closed. Yeah, I think that they're now open a little bit later. You know, John, um, the owner is actually, uh, I believe, a former UFC fighter. So, oh, so you're talking about, is it a Kava Cafe? What is it called again? Uh, Kava Island. Kava it's Island Patchogue, right? Yep. So, okay. If anybody listening wants to know what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. I got Hog Long Island. Absolutely. Hard to say. It is. It's tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we'll be having a, our first fundraiser over there. Uh, that would be a nice. socially distanced way and manner. Mm-hmm. And it could stay up open even later. The bar next door to it closes at 10, obviously, because of the New York State laws. Right. But I was there till like 1030 or 11 with uh, Zach and everybody else. And uh, <gasps> they oh, were. Oh, yeah, um, I'm going to arrest you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we asked John and we're like, well, why are we, you know, are you getting in trouble for still being open? And he said, well, being it's a, they're not severing any alcohol. They even have um, drinks with CBD in it. So that's really, cool. that's interesting. And they have the stout kind of like at the brewery. So that's really interesting. So, wait, so they have drinks infused with CBD? Correct. Oh, interesting. And mm. as we all know, CBD does not have the THC, which causes the quote unquote high. Um, it's just the, the plant, uh, yeah. what do you call it? The plant. Um, the good um, stuff from the plant hmm. that's more healing derivative it. from it yeah yeah hmm, yeah interesting which is there's multitude of benefits to it including anxiety it, uh, you know um healing mm-hmm. uh, people actually have like i believe lotions they put on oh, their body a ton of stuff 
Yeah. There's gummy bears, there's topicals, there's CBD oil, there's a whole bunch, there's a whole bunch of things. I, I take it, I take a CBD oil before I go to bed to, oh. to sleep. Yeah, I have, I have really bad insomnia. Oh, wow. And uh, it kind of helps, you know, just shut everything down. <laughs> <laughs> but not like a sleeping pill. It's not like that at all. It just kind of just, yeah. it just, oh, yeah, just a little bit of mellow, not even like, like you don't feel it, quote unquote. It's not like, mm. Oh, I took CBD. Now I feel it's not like that. It's just you're just like, oh, cool. <laughs> you know, it's a little calm. All right, cool. Yeah, it takes the edge off or whatever anxiety that yeah. keeps people up. Some and people I know nowadays anxiety. I mean, is going through the roof. Yeah, I uh, I was at work the other day. I do a security job during the day, and one of the guys came in. And he's, we're having a conversation about weight loss. We're talking about getting back in the gym. And he's just like, oh, I go, you okay? He goes, I got, I got a little bit of anxiety. I feel like I'm getting a bit of an anxiety attack. Oh, no. I said, are you okay? Like, do you need to breathe? He's just like, just give me a moment. And, you know, he started breathing and he oh got back goodness. into it and went to work. And I was like, I never seen that before. I mean, I have a natural, normal... Um, feeling of certain things never had it randomly like before i speak which that's another one of my new year's resolutions is to get in uh, class to learn to speak better in front of people mm-hmm. so but uh i never saw anybody have that that was actually made me like nervous and i was doing a job at a hospital and i never see anything like that so yeah it sounded like he was having a panic attack and he was breathing it out yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, he was just talking. Like it was, was it a particular subject that was giving him anxiety, or he was just talking. It was just um, we got done talking, and then I looked at him. He didn't seem right, and I said, "Are you right?" And he said, oh, "He's wow. getting anxiety, like an anxiety attack." He said, mm-hmm. and I was like, "All right, you know, you okay? You know, anything I could do." But mm-hmm. he just took a moment, and just we were in silence, and then he was fine. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that was shit like that. And that's what some people don't understand is that it doesn't, no, nothing necessarily has to happen per se. You know, anxiety attacks and panic attacks can just happen. You know, sometimes there's a trigger and, you know, obviously, um, but, you know, same with, de- same with depression. Everything can seem fine. It has nothing to do sometimes with what your surroundings, your immediate surroundings or, you know, your relationship or something like that. It just, sometimes it just happens, you know. Yeah. And it's, uh, you hear about that all the time for people who do suffer. It's, uh, they seem fine one day, you just saw them, everything's cool. And, you know, their relationship's good, their job is good. And then for whatever reason, they couldn't bear whatever. You need, and you would never guess, never guess. Yeah, my, my aunt had suffered from that. Um, actually, tonight is the uh, two-year anniversary of her passing. But she, she passed from, um, from uh, ovarian cancer. Um, but she, she battled depression her entire life, her entire life. And it would just be, just all of a sudden, she would take to the bed, you know? And, but she had, a, she had a chemical imbalance though. 
Um, so that had to be worked out with meds. <clears throat> but yeah, it wasn't any particular thing. It would just, she would just get it for her. You know, we called it a funk. You know, mm -hmm. it was back way back when, when there was, before we used clinical terms for things. <laughs> uh, you know, she would just be like, you know, in a funk and we, you know, we just had to kind of keep an eye on her and make, you know, wait it out basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. I, I know that there was a lot of people who, uh, you know, it just seems like you lose a lot of people during this time of year, either the beginning right before the holidays or right after. So it couldn't be easy for you with the, you know, yeah. anniversary. Sorry. Anniversary, the winter blues, they call them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which I think we posted about on Instagram about the winter blues. Yeah, yeah, it was um, that was a good post. I uh, yeah, I I actually discontinued social media for a while because of that. I, you know, yeah, it actually was the best thing. Sometimes family is uh, an, a really great thing or a really bad thing, <laughs> but then it also like tells you when you should make changes. I actually uh. I got a personal coach this year. I started that two weeks ago. Very nice. So Very it's both career and personal. Uh, Excellent. Just Super one. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was like, uh, yeah, you get those blues. It's more of like, it, it's, it's funny. Doesn't like the holidays, it seems like it's so far away. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, by the way, it's three weeks away. It's Christmas. And then it's tomorrow. And then it's like, oh, it was two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 insane time moves has been moving so quickly lately even though it seems like groundhog's day every day it still to me seems to be moving quickly yeah it'll be almost a year that this whole pandemic started almost a year already you know change our like lives i think that might be another thing with people with anxiety oh for sure yeah that's what i that's what i meant before like it you know especially nowadays it's kicked up you know suicides are at a high and, and just you can't shut people in like that and expect not expect any fallout from it you know some people can handle it and some people can't some people need to socialize they need to be out and they need to interact with people and you shut them in a, in a house with no outlet or anything, you know, that absolutely affects them. I think it affects everybody on some small level, at least, you know, absolutely. and other people on very large, um, on a very large scale. Yeah. You, t you know, and then you take away the gym and I was doing more regularly the year before that was the thing. And then take away church. So you take away your faith and you take away your health mm -hmm. and it's like, this is, this was magnified. I, I felt that part of it for sure. And then I, you know, on eBay, everything's like $800 more than it should be. So I bought free weights and I started doing that at home. <laughs> <laughs> then I started, uh, what is it called? Uh, streaming the um, church service. Yes. Yes. My church as well does that have streaming um well they, they've opened um they've opened the church but it's very um i think like you need a ticket and you need to um reserve 
because they can only have a certain amount of people in the building. Oh, okay. And before you enter in, you have to get your temperature checked. Like they're very, they, they buy the book, they do everything they need to do, but it's not the same capacity as, um, it's not the, it, it's not at same capacity as it was before because they just can't, they're not allowed to. So that means some people have to stay home. Half the church has to stay home, <laughs> you know? And, you know, Christmas is the most busiest, well, either Christmas or Easter, probably the two busiest times. Because kids are all from college and then they, you know. There was no Christmas shows or anything, even Catholic Mass. There was no Midnight Mass. No. Never made to one of those. That's on my list. Oh, yeah. I think I've been to one. uh, One Midnight Mass. But that was a long time ago. A very long time ago. Um, my church doesn't do a midnight mass. They do, I, they used to do like a Friday night or, or a Christmas Eve show. And that I'd been to a couple of times and it was really, really good. It was nice. It was like, you know, it was perfect. And then we went to my aunt's house for, you know, she has a Christmas Eve party every year. So we would go there. Oh, cool. It was like, it was, it was like a nice Christmas evening from, you know, from beginning and went to go see a Christmas show and then to her house and and stuff like that. That was fun. But this year it was not that. <laughs> we did not do that at all. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, it was, everything was like change. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything. You couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's Thanksgiving, why. I used to host Thanksgiving and I would have wow. 20 to 25 people in my house. Wow. Couldn't do that this year either. Yeah. So like this whole year has just been weird. It's just been uh, off kilter, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. But see so, now, I'm wondering what the new normal is. What do you think the new normal is? Because they keep saying that. I think that means something totally different than what we think it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the new normal. Definitely, one one thing is going to be masks. I think that's pretty much going to stick around. I don't see that going away anytime soon um i mean i just can't i can't see restaurants being closed indefinitely or at yeah. you know, quarter capacity i just can't see that but you never know well, governor cuomo said that if we maintain businesses closed we won't have businesses to come back to so um, he said that yeah, he said that on his uh, Twitter account. Yeah. He's, he's still on Twitter. And um, so I, I believe that for some reason, uh, we're going to see a dramatic change with a lot of things opening up. Uh, Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, actually said that uh, tell the players it'd be expecting 162 games this year. Really? But, but anyone, but not people in the audience though right or right or capacity or whatever he said that they might not have to bring their vaccination sheets with them but there'll be probably like some type of formatted temperature checking i think at the very least you'll see what they do in texas where all the playoffs were played where i think it was like 25 percent capacity but i believe in texas you probably see 50 and florida and in new york you probably see 25 if you notice the, the buffalo bills the only true New York team, as Rob Kudos likes to say on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? 
uh, the only true New York team. Gives a little shot at us Giant fans. The um, Bills, he said, was the, the only Bills true New York team because they play <laughs> in New York State. Unbelievable. They, uh, Governor Cuomo, let 6,800 people in or 6,500 people into the yes, state. I saw that. I did. I saw that. He, he got some flack for that, too. Yeah, there's some people, you know, there's have people praising and have people saying, you know, this is, this is why we're in this predicament, blah, blah, blah. How could you let this happen? But it's outdoors. Isn't, isn't the whole thing outdoors? Uh, yeah. Um, their stadium is outdoors. So if they have the, um, uh, probably probably more than six. Good point. They probably have like, you know, eighteen to thirty feet apart, and it's outside. I don't. Yeah, football stadiums are so huge. It's like baseball parks. I honestly believe we'll see the Ducks back. We'll see the Yankees and Mets back with fans in the stadium. So it would be good for uh, us getting patients out there. Yeah, I know at Stony Brook, um, they were giving vaccination to the public safety people after the doctors and nurses and aides. So they're making a lot of progress over there at Stony Brook. Yeah, so, I think there's there's certain levels. There's certain there's first um, first respondents and like you said, doctors and nurses and and anyone in those buildings that are going to be in there, which means the security and, and everything. Anyone, um, everybody sixty five and over uh, is the next uh, group of people. They're going to go to uh, nursing homes and places like that. Okay. So we're going to see a dramatic change from what I'm hearing. Uh, July will be whatever the new normal is. What do you think the new normal is? Well, like I said, definitely masks. Um, I, I don't know. That's what I'm kind of afraid of. I'm a, I don't want this to be the new normal. I, I don't want quarter capacity of everything. I, I don't want that to be the new normal. So, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we were supposed to, you know, shelter in place and stay at home and stuff like that. I mean, I've been working from home since March. Oh. Um, thank God I have a job that I can do that, you know, that I can, that I can work from home from. Some people aren't, don't have that luxury. My husband does not have that luxury. Oh. He has to go in, you know. Um, but I, I, I just, I don't know. Again, so I start to say back in March, you know, it was only supposed to be, you know, stay at home, flatten the curve, and then everything will open back up. It's been almost a year, and not everything is back back open again, and it never was. So that's kind of what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that this is going to be the new normal. I and I feel I'm, for the small businesses, is the mom and pops, and and the restaurant businesses, and and all. I mean, they're just they're losing their life savings. They're losing everything. Everything, everything they work towards. That's that's heartbreaking to me. You know, it's just, but the, this is where we are right now. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll check back in a year. Yeah, this is a good uh, marker. Maybe we'll leave our <laughs> Notre Dame's predictions right now. Right. All I know is I told you I went to the mall earlier, right? And every what I don't know what you want to call it hallway. Where like you had your Macy's, your food court, yeah, you know Sears obviously closed. Um, there's about four to five stores in each hallway closed. Really? Yeah. And those like stores that they keep, I think, you know, the stores that they keep kiosks. in between the uh, aisleway. The kiosks. Yeah. Kiosks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they were few and far between compared to what there were. 
So I think that that's part of the new norm. Brick and mortar are basically gone. And the only thing I see maintaining is really food, uh, restaurants, places like that. But like food restaurants that can maintain, they're built for a lot more takeout. Yes, I agree. <clears throat> a lot more takeaway and takeout and delivery. Yeah, yeah. I agree with like you. Cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. Well, I don't know because that it's so volatile and there's no way like people have tried to predict and it doesn't go the way they predict and they say it's going to crash and then it and then it soars and then they say it's going to soar get higher and then it crashes it like there's no rhyme or reason to to cryptocurrency well bitcoin specifically there's no rhyme or reason just the other day they lost in one day they lost what was it i think it's um it was like 42 42K for one Bitcoin went down to 33 in one day. Oh, wow. So it's like that, that too is so volatile. How do you, how do you put your trust in something that, that goes up and down like that? (laughs) Yeah, you're absolutely right. I saw JP Morgan is going to have their own crypto or that they're getting involved in it. Really? And there's Ripple. It's a formal currency, a very minimal one. It's about like 50 cents or whatever. And you can't buy it anymore on Coinbase or any of these other entities. And um, what I hear is the government's getting involved with it. So there's a transition. Money's become so cheap. I mean, remember back in the day, somebody took out a hundred dollar bill and it was like, you know, now that's like a trip to McDonald's (laughs) or a family of four, you know, actually that's about 50 bucks probably. Yeah, and well, now you off the dog. money's so cheap. Really? <laughs> you got to keep a wad of cash like Tony Soprano, you know, in order to have like, you know, <laughs> who does that? You should always have cash anyway, like because of everything that's going on and, and we're seeing things that we never thought that we'd see in our lifetime and mm-hmm. always have some cash on hand, always have your car filled with gas. Um, sure. Always make sure your meds are full up. And always make sure you have at least two weeks worth of food in your house. Like that's, that seems to be standard in this household anyway, <laughs> in my household, that's standard. Just because you just never know. You just never know. I mean, look at Sandy. Sandy knocked us out for five days. Oh. I mean, thank God we had a generator and we had and a membership gas. at Costco. Huh? And a membership at Costco. And a membership at Costco. No, but even that, even there, they were, they were, uh, you know, out of water. They were out of, I think they were selling generators too. Home Depot was selling generators and they were all out. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's good to be, uh, people think that people think that we're crazy, but it's like, but you never know. I'd rather be crazy. I'd rather people think that I'm crazy and be prepared <laughs> than people not think I'm crazy and not be prepared. I'd rather have all of this stuff and say, hey, look at that. We didn't need it. That's awesome. <laughs> And be stranded and say, okay, I have no money. I have no gas. I can't go anywhere. I have no food in the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I'd just rather be safe than sorry. That's just, so that's just. What's your bold prediction with um, currency for this year? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. I just It'd my be cool to review our, we're, what we'll do, everybody. We're going to review this in December when we have our last show of the year. Okay. Let's see how our predictions went. 
All right, predictions. I feel like Bitcoin's gonna crash and then come back up. I don't know how high, but I do believe, I do, I don't know, I just foresee a complete crash. I don't know why. Um, it, you know what, it just, it depends on what happens in the next few weeks, I feel like. You know, once we get, I feel like once we get past the inauguration and then everything's like, okay, this is status quo, then I feel like I can make a more firmer prediction. Everything just seems just kind of so weird right now and, and up in the air and just like, I don't know what's going on type of thing. So you can't really predict when, when you don't know where anything is. Yeah. Does that make sense? You know oh, I mean? absolutely. I think that's what makes this predictions even better. <laughs> What about the dollar? I don't think the dollar is going to. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. I think the dollar is just going to. It may fluctuate a little bit, but I think it's just going to be the same. I don't think it's going to crash or get high, higher or whatever, or worth more. I just think it's going to be the same. What about secession from the union? Do you see Texas? in particular, seceding from the union, being that it's a stable enough economy. Right. A population that's going to surpass California within the reasonable site and has its own water ports. Especially with more Californians moving there. Um, I don't think, I think they'll they'll maybe try, but this year, no, they won't secede. It would would take years for something like that, I feel like. Again, I have no idea. I'm <laughs> just guessing. <laughs> but that's what I get. Yeah. Yeah. They may want to and they may try. But this year, I don't think they'll, they'll I actually remember seeing, you ever seen uh, the show Pawn Stars on uh, History yeah. Channel? Yeah. They actually had Texas currency. Oh, and back in the day, what, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they'll bring those same guys back. <laughs> I think it was like Y.A. Earp or something. I don't know. What do you think? What's your prediction? Um, crypto, I think, will get bigger and stronger. Um, I think Ethereum, Ethereum or Litecoin yeah. will be more susceptible uh, to grow because I think too many people are vested into Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I think um, the dollar will weaken uh, versus, especially if we move towards a $15 an hour universal minimum wage, which will... In Texas, is seven twenty-five an hour, so you're going to double somebody's uh, wage that they're paying their employees, which will cause a lot of other issues. Unfortunately, that's a, a trick. Like I, I, for me, I kind of stand on both sides of that. It's like, yes, I want the fifteen dollar per hour, so that people who may have not have had the chance to get a good education and learn a skill and all that can still pay their bills. Especially, you know, sometimes they're single mothers or something like that. Like that's what I feel for them. I feel for them, you know, um, that they're able to to put food on the table and and pay their rent. But on the other side, that affects businesses as a trickle down effect with that, this domino effect with that. So if they raise if they double the salaries of everyone, they're gonna end up having to fire somebody or something else is gonna have to give for that business. They can't they can't just double something and not have something to replace it or something to balance it out, unfortunately. So I kind of see both sides and I've been cursed with being able to put 
put myself in other people's shoes. <laughs> Very empathetic. Get pissed off at that because they just want you to agree with them. <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> it drives some people crazy when people do that though like if you're on one side of things and then you're like you're with me right and then you turn around at that person you're like wait it's like well half thought... is the other half is the person you know the look that you get i can imagine <laughs> what i heard somebody was interested in doing was they were for the 15 an hour minimum wage right mm -hmm. but under 18 to get children still into the job market they would have a separate under the age of 18. Um, See that? Uh, and I see. That would actually work. This is one of the guys from Texas that was talking about that. That would actually work because under the age of 18, you're still in high school or you're st or starting college. You're, you're young. I, 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 I think you're right. I think, I think there should be, um, you know, like if you're, I, I'm just, I'm just, throwing this out there you're you know you're 35 and you have two kids that should put you in a certain bracket you know you're on you're 18 or under and you have no kids and you're in college and you live with your parents that should put you in another you know in a different bracket you know but then again you're segregating people by circumstances that maybe they have no control over or or whatever you know that poses its own problems <clears throat> but what do you do you can't please everybody you can't please everybody. What are you going to do? It's, so, it's frustrating because, you know, you just want to solve all the problems, but you try and solve one and then you create another on another side. Then you try and solve that one, but then you're creating another problem on another side, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's really hard. I, I don't envy people who have to make these decisions or, or try and create these bills. I'm sorry. I'm talking a lot. Oh, you're good. Uh, actually, that was pretty good. I, I totally agree with you. Because you're going to pay for it. Those dollar cheeseburgers that people love are now $2, right? You know? Um, you're just not going to McRib. I'm Andrew. Burger. <laughs> it's going to be like six bucks now instead of three. Um, you know. What about uh, the electric car? What do you think is going to happen with that? The whole industry. Down in price, it's going to be hard you know, they want to roll this out. And I think it's wonderful. I think, you know, my, <clears throat> my mother-in-law just got a, a hybrid. She loves it. She loves it. Uses way less gas. It's awesome. You know, and she, and she's got a, um, she's got an SUV. So it's not like just for small cars. It's for regular, you know, larger cars and everything like that. Um, it's great, but you have to make it affordable. That's the problem. Not everybody can afford a hybrid car. They're very expensive. Not everyone can afford, you know, um, uh, what are they called? Um, the stuff you put on your roof. Oh, solar. Solar. solar not everyone panels, yeah. can afford solar. I think solar is a great idea too. But not everybody can afford it. If you make it affordable, more people will get them. Less emissions, less, less all of those problems, you know. Oh. But people want to make buck. Yeah, true. So therein lies a problem. What about you? Um, we're going to see a great transition into it. Uh, new administration takes over. You're going to see four dollar gallon gas prices. Um, you're going to see a huge uh, fracking ban. Um, we're going to basically go 
into remember when Bush was in office and our gas prices were about four fifty a gallon, four twenty a gallon yeah. towards the end of that. I think we're gonna see that. I think we're gonna it you could drive like your Toyota Corolla, but or you could and or you could spend the extra twenty thousand dollars and get the bare minimum electric car that there are is it's gonna be like, you know what, I'm spending a hundred dollars a week on just this car in gas. Right. You're going to start to see that transition. I definitely see gas prices from where it is right now, and you're starting to see it creep up to about like three dollars, three twenty-five a gallon by the end of the year. I agree, but that and that's the whole thing, though. Can they afford paying up front? Yeah, they'd be saving on the tail end because they won't be using as much gas. Mm-hmm. But will they get approved for that loan? You don't know. It could be like bad loans where like student loans, you're giving these kids un, you know, it's going to be the same thing that got us in trouble with Ford. And was it Ford? Do you remember years ago when we bailed out the automotive industry? I forget which company it was. Maybe it was GM. And we're going to create a lot of bad debt. And under the presumption of getting people good credit, we're going to take on a lot of bad credit people. And that's what you're going to have. The housing market. Yeah. I mean, I never thought that you would go and get a Dodge Ram and you could finance it for seven years. You know, it's usually, wasn't it usually like three or four years? Three or four years. Then it became five years. And now it's like turned into like a mini mortgage. Yeah. You know, now what's your prediction on student loans? Do you see them being forgiven? Yes. (laughs) That's a tough one to an extent if it goes towards industries in which the administration really likes yes um teaching um environmental if it goes towards if you want to work on wall street probably not probably not i think it would be a um how a certain branch of it will be taken back and it might not be done directly it might be done through they'll give money to the states Mm-hmm. And then they'll be able to just differ from there. I definitely think that we're going to see what Bernie Sanders wants, which is a two-year college being paid for. Two-year college, you said? Yeah, two-year community college will be paid for. I believe that we're entering that era. I I'm actually I actually back that two-year. Yeah. Because. But I, I guess if I had to do, I mean, I'm glad I have a four-year degree from, I graduated from Hofstra. I'm glad I have that four-year degree, but if I could go back and do it again, I'd probably do two years of community and then transfer. Um, because I could have done a, half my classes at community college for cheaper. Yeah. You know, but you're, you're, you're paying for the higher education. You're paying for the, you know, whatever. Living experience also. A lot of people do it for just part of growing up. You now are not living with mom and dad. You have to go get your own meals, do your own laundry. And I think that's important. I, I feel like everyone should experience that at least for like at least a year. And okay. I've been hostel for two years. Well, because specifically because of that. I, you know, I wanted that experience of, of living away from my parents and doing stuff on my own, doing my own laundry and doing cooking for myself. And, you know, I, I had, in fact, I had about three jobs while I worked there to pay, you know, to pay anything that I needed to pay for books and stuff like that. So, 
like not only was I going to school, but I was also working three different jobs. Supporting it, yourself. Very, yeah. very good life experience. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I, I think it's important. I think that's part of how you grow. You know, you, you got to suffer those rough times to really kind of get it, you know, I feel yeah, like. Absolutely. So what do you think? You think college will be uh, forgiven? I don't know. There's so much back and forth with that. Um, I just don't know. I don't know how they can do it because who pays for it? If they're, if they're paying it off, where are they getting that money from? If they can answer that, then I would have a, a better, uh, a more stable opinion about it. I don't know where they're getting that money from. Are they just going to tell the banks, just forgive the loans and that's it, just zero it out? Or the bank's got to get that money from somewhere, no? Yeah, I think we're going to pay for it. And see, therein lies the problem. I, I'm not, it's not that I don't want them, it's not that I don't want these kids not to have this debt, because I don't. To start off your life with a mountain of debt is horrible. So again, I'm I'm on the two I'm on the two sides. You know, I have mm-hmm. a, I have a stepson who, who has to go to college, and I don't want him to start off with a, with a mountain of debt of his life that he's going to be paying off until he's like 35, 40 years old. I wouldn't want that for him. But on the other hand. I already paid my off my loans. My husband already paid off his loans. Now we got to pay off everybody else's loans. It's like, uh, it's very frustrating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that sounds selfish and that sounds stingy, but it's like, we've already, you know, we've gotten to a place in our lives. Where we've gotten here from scrimping, saving, not going on vacations and, and, and doing all these things. So, so we can have a normal life, you know, so we, we don't have to want, not want for anything, but like worry about putting food on the table and worry about paying our bills. We have, we, we budgeted for that. We, we went without because of that. And now you're going to take more money from us. It's like, when do we ever break even? When are, when are we ever going to get ahead? We've been working our lives. All of our, I've been working since I was 16 years old and off the books before that, babysitting and stuff like that. I've been working since I was like 14 years old. And it feels like I can never get ahead. We can never get like, okay, so when is it going to be our time? It's oh, just be everybody else's time except for ours. Do you, that makes I, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. In fact, I think that's why 50% of marriages end is that it's money's always the issue, always a struggle, always a struggle and couples never get ahead. And then this person's working, that person's not. Meanwhile, the game is set against them from day one because of how the tax structure is. Right. Yeah. You know, there because the federal government was pretty fair with what it does federally wise. It's just each state is so different with how much money they take. And like Texas doesn't have state income tax, right? But it has a 2.5% property tax. And which is pretty high, but you could get away if like, say you could just rent a, uh, a two bedroom apartment for $900 a month. And you could still get ahead here. Rent is $2,000 a month for one bedroom in like Fairfield. Mm-hmm. 
and then our um i don't even know how much our state income taxes well, it's insane it's absolutely insane our property taxes are insane yeah i can imagine you're you're a homeowner right yeah but so. for us to to get here you know yeah. like no one gave us this we worked for it we screwed yeah, then, then we you know and we still owe it's not like no one gave no one gave it to us we still owe money <laughs> to get we still have a mortgage we still have debt yeah and you know? the tax on top of that um, just for owning the house that you're on which always amazes me it's like yeah you got to pay $500,000 for your house and then after that it's $15,000 a year and we will cap it at only 2 or 3% yeah 2 or 3% on 15,000 that that's a lot um, but yeah I, I definitely feel back to our original thing with the I believe it's going to be that they'll pass a stimulus or of some type for students uh, for all they've gone through especially the last two generations of kids or classes of kids I think it's called uh, for who graduated and uh -huh. now have gone to college it's been very rough for them they haven't been able to work they're going to forgive a lot of their debt, if not the first two years. I think that's just going to be the beginning. Um, and also it. throw a pandemic in there. It's, it, it, you know, you kind of, you can't fault them. You can't, you have to do something, mm. you know, because there's so many people out of work now. So now you have all of these people vying for the same jobs. Yeah. It's going to be very difficult to get a job right out of college, you know. I don't envy them at all. They, they, have a, they have quite a struggle. So not only do they have debt, but now they have a hard time getting a job. Now what? Mm -hmm. You know. What about mom and pop places? Oh, that breaks my heart that I've seen so many clothes. <sighs> what do you think? Uh, well, from everything that I'm hearing, you know, this isn't going to get better until at least 2022. And if that's the case, then there's going to be a lot more mom and pop shops closing. I, I wish that wasn't true. And I hope that I'm wrong. I hope in December I can say I'm wrong. But I don't think I am. Mm. Unfortunately. I, I, I agree. I, I just, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel. And it breaks my heart. Such a big hole for them because they got to pay their employees and then they have to pay for their insurance, health insurance, and they have to pay for their rent, and they have to pay for um, the insurances for the business. So health insurance, insurances for the business, the rent, and their uh, suppliers. So it's but, a lot. Yeah, people don't understand how much is involved in, in an actual business. Because I was, um, part of my dog training certification was, you know, opening up a, uh, like a, a, a dog training center or a daycare, doggy daycare or something like that. Oh my gosh, there is so much involved and so much you have to think about that I, I don't, if you get no customers in, how could you possibly keep up with that? It's, it's near impossible, you know? Yeah, I just, I mean, yeah, I want to be wrong, but I don't yeah. think I am. Movie industry, what do you see happen with that? Are we in the new era? I think we're in the new era. I think everything's going to be, um, there'll be movie theaters open, but I think everything's going streaming like they did with Wonder Woman. Okay. It through, you know, HBO Max. I think that's going to be the future. And I have actually heard that. I heard that years and years and years ago. And I was like, no way, not in my lifetime. I can't see that happening. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
$25 a ticket for a movie is, you know, or $20 a ticket. I was out in Vegas uh, when I saw Bad Boys last year. This time I was in Vegas, actually, right now. And, uh, yeah, it was like $22. A movie? For a movie. They had the luxury seats or whatever, oh, the quarter climbers. They're always more money, yeah. Yeah, I was like $22. I just spent like $40. Thank God I don't have kids because <laughs> this was a $200 event. Yeah. yeah. The cool thing is you got beer, but, you know, I could have got drunk before I got in there. Well, no, the, the popcorn and candy and drinks cost more than the ticket. Yes. So either you eat beforehand or you sneak stuff in, like I do. <laughs> no, I don't do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, who would think of going to a dollar store beforehand? And mm-hmm. you know. I but. wear the, I wear my big pocketbook that day. <laughs> I wear my hobo bag that day. Um, yeah, I, I just see it. I see it streaming more, but I don't see all movie theaters closing just yet. But I do see a lot more streaming. Yeah. What about living situations? You notice, and I've noticed, a lot of people still live with their parents and then have kids while they live with their parents. Oh, that's not going to change. That's going to get worse. It's going to get worse, you think? Yeah. I see a lot more people moving in back in with their parents, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think not, that's because of not being able to find a job because you have a thousand people vying for one position. You know, um, like my housing con- market's going to crash. Say again. The housing market will crash this this year. Too many foreclosures that they've the eviction mor- yeah memorandum is uh, expiring in May. You're going to have uh, a lot of foreclosures, and then what happens with a lot of foreclosures? Now on your block, you got six houses for sale, and your home or anybody's home their value uh, goes down and they just bought their house. A lot of people and now their mortgage is underwater, which then you have to make right. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Although right now it's a seller's market. Yes. Right now. Get out while you can. (laughs) Well, what I'm hearing is that a lot of people from Manhattan, they're, they're leaving in droves, but they're trying to find places on Long Island. And I, and I assume, you know, Jersey and, and the outskirts, but not man. In other words, anything but Manhattan. So that's why it's a seller's market. But once that settles down, yeah, you know, then it's going to crash. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, I mean, the housing, the cars, food prices basically stays the same. Uh, except for for essentials. I feel like toilet paper is going to go up. Um, Clorox wipes or, or anti, antibacterial, antibacterial wipes will go up. Okay. Like um, Those kind of essential type things. Stuff that we ran out of, I feel like are going to go up. I agree with you. That's a good prediction. Yeah. yeah so. But yeah, everything else I think would be the same. Okay. Because even during the height of the pandemic, you could still get, you could still get regular sundry, you know, regular food and stuff like that. You can only buy one package. Yeah, they were uh, like policing how much you could buy, right? I believe. Well, that's because people were getting scared and they were buying up everything. Not that there wasn't a supply. 
Do you know what I mean? So that's a little mm. bit different. There's their supply drying up and not being available. And then there's people buying it all up and not having it available for everybody else. So there's two different factors, I feel like. If they just stick with the one package per, per family or per person or whatever like that, then, then we should be fine. Sure. All right, another bold prediction. <laughs> Do you see uh, Fox News falling apart behind one American news network or Newsmax taking them? Do you see? I, I see Newsmax taking the lead. I see Fox folding. Um, oh. Owen, I call it Owen. I, I don't because that's what I see. Everyone abbreviates it. Um, they're not available on a lot of. On, I feel like Newsmax is more. Newsmax is more available, so people are more to, to watch it just because it's more available than Owen. But if Owen comes on Altice or Cablevision or something, you know, something like that or Verizon, I'm, I'm not sure if they're on any. Oh, BIOS. Bios, yeah, I don't know if they're on any of those. Um, then, then they may be more, you know, more apt to to kind of probably be the same as Newsmax, but they have streaming. So, with a lot of people working on computer these days, you know, a lot of people working from home and from on the computer, ON could probably kind of get ahead, maybe, because they have streaming. I don't know. I don't know. But how I feel right now, Newsmax will probably take the lead. Fox News will go down. Yeah. Down in viewership. Not down completely, but down in viewership. Oh, okay. I was going to say Fox News goes totally down. I'm like, that. now that's a bold prediction. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) I definitely believe they'll lose that demographic heavily. I think it'll be like a, what do they consider those uh, states that go both Democrat and Republican? They flip-flop, like... One year they vote for a Republican, one year. Like, I feel like that's how the future of Fox is. Well, if that is true, if, they, if, they, if they're if they representing both sides and they may be the most bipartisan network out there, mm-hmm. which Maybe. may boost them, you know. Or both sides will hate them. Or both sides will hate <laughs> them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Either they'll be the best or be the, the, they'll be the worst, so... <laughs> What about uh, marijuana legalization? What do you well, say? Well, it's already legal in most states. Um, New York's been kind of pulling back on that. I think you need a script. It's not socially um, available yet. I think in certain, I don't, I still think in New York, for some reason in New York and Long Island, it's still going to be pulled back. But uh, I feel like the rest of New York, maybe the other counties, it would be more, um, it would be allowed. But for some reason, they just hold back. And I'm pretty sure it has to do with money. That's what everything is. Everything's money. Yeah. I mean, we calmed down the rioters that we had this past summer. (laughs) They're all high. You know, they might break into some of those food trucks. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah. What about um, nationally? What do you think is, uh, do you think nationally things are going to get better or do you think it's just going to be like the states will get better and then slowly like Europe or do you see them getting better before us? Oh gosh, again, there's so much up in the air. I mean, there are stay-at-home mandates 
in Canada, in England, in, in like so many places. And that's got to affect, that's got to have a ripple effect. You know, how could it not? I, I just don't know. I don't know. It's hard to make a prediction when, when you just don't know what the future's. Mm. I mean, there's nothing to like grab onto. There's nothing to hold onto to say, okay, well, because of this, this is what I think. It's like, well, this is up in the air and this is up in the air and this is up in the air. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. What about you? Uh, smaller countries like Norway, uh, Denmark, uh, limited populations. They'll be able to get the vaccination out there. Okay. Uh, and I think they'll be able to get more new normal quicker than we okay. will. Okay. And I also believe, and this is why I believe in cryptocurrency, germ spread is from currency trading. Like you go to CVS, the woman hands you back change for your 20. It could be that COVID or they could blame COVID was on your cash that you got. So I believe that's why. Uh, I think it's Sweden or Switzerland um, is going to uh, no paper money soon. And, oh, really? Yeah, they're going to enter an era very soon about that. And I believe that that will be a driving force. What about coins? Coins? <laughs> uh, forget about it. I mean, they're, I can't believe at one time we had a half cent. I don't even know why we make pennies. In fact, sometimes they don't even give you pennies when you go to Burger King. They're like, oh, I'm keeping this. I'm like, I'm wearing my two cents. Instead, I'll give you my two cents. No, just... <laughs> yeah. I, throwing them out. Yeah. Like, I don't need this. I don't need this extra change in my, in my wallet right now. Yeah. I mean, I think at one time it was like our currency was worth so much that it was, you know, people would have change purses. Yeah. Um, things were different. Well, you want the bitcoins, you want quarters. Yeah. And, and occasionally you'll find some that I think still have silver in it if it's old enough. Yeah. Well, and that's why I stopped throwing out pennies because if you, I forgot what year it is. It's 1932 or 1943, whatever. But those, the pennies that were put out that year are worth a lot of money because it wasn't, it was a mixed metal, I think. Okay. Um, so that's why I don't throw them out anymore. But what about hospitality, um, entertainment, recreational stocks, and resorts physically? Will they be back this year? Like Vegas, my friends out in Vegas out there. Hello, it's me, Rob. Uh, <laughs> hey, Vegas. It's a shame what happened to that strip. My friend still doesn't have a job out there. Oh, so what, the, so the, what does the strip look like? It's just empty? It's so much regulation. It's so much, you know, and staffing. You can only have a certain amount of people there, a certain yeah. amount of staffing. You're not having concerts. You know, the, uh, at the time, I think when Stefani was out there, I think there's somebody else who's a major draw that was doing a residence. You know, having the UFC fights with people there. I mean, you saw the Tyson fight. They didn't have anybody there. And Mike Tyson, I mean, that guy could sell a giant stadium. Still. Right, yeah. Yep. So um, you got to think of those. So what do you think? Well, they can't survive that long. 
if if it continues on gambling if, like is how they're they, making it if, if they're saying that this is going to last until 2022 how can they survive another year like that yeah well that's what they're saying what's your prediction do you think like places like vegas i mean you don't have to follow like new york state for instance doesn't allow people in the stands texas was do you think vegas goes rogue in a way Well, they don't have a lot of outside things, so that makes it tough. Um, but it's also very hot there. And, you know, I've heard, and again, I don't know if this is true. I have no idea if this is true, but it says that the virus can't survive the hot, hot weather. So if it's like 110 degrees, <laughs> like Vegas tends to do, tends to be like, um, you know what, I don't, I, since their stuff, since most of their entertainment is inside, I think they're going to get hit pretty hard, to be honest. That's my prediction. Yeah. It's a lot of circulated air. Yes, it's like a plane ride. Yeah. And even if they're at half capacity or quarter capacity, then that's quarter capacity. That means you're only getting quarter amount of the tickets rather than 100%. So that's got to affect them too. I, yeah. I can't see how they can survive. Yeah. I don't. I think, uh, what about the stocks? Do you see uh, like Carnival, Cruise, uh, Carnival Cruises, um, Southwest? There's too many regulations to quarantine when you get back, you have to have certain documentation, you have to have a vaccine. You, you know, you're gonna be, if you don't have the vaccine, you're gonna be on a no-fly zone. From what I understand, that's what they're talking about. Oh, wow. About. I don't know if it's been put, if it's gonna actually go through, but that's what they're talking about. Um, and even if you do, then you gotta come back and quarantine for two weeks. Who can quarantine after a vacation for two weeks? Like, you know, so because of the regulations, more people are, are not apt to go anywhere especially on a cruise, you know, one person gets it, they, you all get it. Yeah. You know, I don't think people are willing to take that risk. Yeah. I think it's being very minimal. I think it's going to be busier than last year, but minimally busier. Yeah. On cruises. Last year didn't have any, right. Didn't they cancel pretty much? Um, I think they waited a little bit, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it'll be somewhat more busy. Traveling, I think, will be a little bit more busier again than last year if if they reduce the quarantines. Yeah, well, it depends on where you go because mm. a friend of mine was traveling from Texas to New York and then back to Texas. If it was the reverse, she would have had to quarantine. She would have been mandatory to quarantine for two weeks. But in Texas, they don't have that. Oh, so, it's a, so I, I think it depends on what state you come from mm. or, or going back to or, or whatever um, determines the quarantine mandate. Anything to and from New York is, a, is, as it stands right now, as I understand it, is a two-week mandatory quarantine. And that means from everybody in your house, too. Like, I couldn't do it. I live, my, I live with my husband. He's got to go to work every day. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I couldn't do it. 
So I think that's going to affect a lot of people's decisions. That's true. And then he would have to quarantine for two weeks. Yep. Wow. Exactly. That's, that's exactly amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Well, yeah, if that changes, then yes. But if it doesn't, then yeah, we're still going to be in the same boat. You know, then we'll have to quarantine if we're in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's why I think it, it, if everything stays the same, if all the mandates stay the same and all the quarantine times, all that stays the same, it's going to be detrimental because we just can't survive like this. Businesses can't survive like this. They just oh, can't. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm positive that they're hemorrhaging money right now. And that can only last for so long. Like how, how, when do you, where are you going to get the money from if you're not, if there's not enough money pull, being pulled in? Just hmm. economics 101. Got <laughs> <laughs> to have money coming in in order to, to have it going out. So I don't know. Do you think New York takes its title back as, uh, or George, I mean, no, not George, uh, Governor Cuomo takes his title back of number one realtor. I heard the guy in New Jersey was the, what? the, the ongoing joke online is that uh, the most people that moved out of the state was in New Jersey. So he was like the guy in New Jersey, Murphy is the number one realtor now. And Cuomo was number two. Oh. So you think uh, New York state will wind up leading again? Yes. I understand from, from, from the buzz on the streets is that there's people pouring out of Manhattan. Not, not everybody, but there are some places that are still fine, but, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people pouring out. Yep. So New York gets its title back. Well, it's it, maybe not New York state, but, but the city, mm-hmm. if you're talking about specifically the city. Yeah. I think New York state will get its title back. I think it's a combination of the taxes are way high if you own a piece of property. Yeah. The jobs just aren't there. And if you are working a job, now you're working, you need two incomes or sometimes three incomes coming to a household. Rents are extraordinarily expensive. There are no ways of escaping. Longevity. Um, You know, you could sacrifice 35 years, get your pension. But then what did you do? Like you worked, you worked a job, then you worked another job, and then you wait 35 years to enjoy your life. Right. Life's short, as we all know. And, and I think and that hopefully you don't have any medical issues. Yeah. And you can actually enjoy it. You know, and this type of stuff causes a lot of medical issues. Say again? This type of stuff, quarantining, not working out, not going to the gym, uh, even like you said, mentally uh, for some people. Yeah. You know, the, the depression. Mind and body. Mind and body, it affects you spiritually, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I've been working since before I was 16, you know, doing babysitting. Working since like, what, 14 years old, and I'm going to work until I die? Then what's the point? <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. What do I get to enjoy? You know? Yeah. You got to have like, uh, you know, the ability to do your, bu- you need to have a bucket list and you have to have the ability to do the bucket list. Yes. You yes. can have a list all you want, but if you're not making a game plan to say, hey, and then if you do, you're nuts. That's the part that I love about people. Oh, why is he doing it? Why didn't you do it? Right, right. You know, if you have such a will to do something, 
you know, you get the people who sit back on Instagram critique family members, they're some friends, I guess. <laughs> you know, come on, why don't you do this? I'm just saying. My bu- saying. one of my bucket lists is, is to own chickens so I can have my own eggs. Really? That's yeah, like as simple as that. I have a very simple bucket list. I really do. I don't need to go skydiving. I don't need to do any of that stuff. Yeah. I think that's just like a um <laughs> I don't know, stereotypical uh, bucket list thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so what? What else is on this bucket list? Give me a few items. Uh, well, <laughs> growing my own food, which I tried to do here, but apparently, the soil is very sour and sandy, so it was very difficult to grow anything. I would love to grow my own food. Um, a big bucket list is to have as many dogs as possible and and dogs that that can't be placed that are in a shelter like elderly dogs I'd love to have them live out the rest of their days happy and comfortable and and not have to be in a shelter or anything like that you know that's a bug of this for sure that's a big one um To be honest, that I mean, I I can't think off the top of my head. I can't because I haven't written one down yet. But those are the, like the three major. How about a twenty twenty one bucket list item? Twenty twenty one. Just to clean out my closet, <laughs> my guest room closet. I, I need it. to have that squared away. That's that's my that's on my bucket list for twenty twenty one. All right, we're definitely revisiting and uh, we have a photo, everybody. <laughs> Before and after. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. We're very, very simple, very, very happy, simple girl. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the difference. I think so many people, they want to do something because they saw somebody else do it. But then it's like, hey, I want to go see this band. Uh, you know, the kids, like some of the kids, they'll have ACD shoes. ACDC shirts on. I'm like, oh, you like ACDC? And they're like, oh, no, it's just cool, but I like to I see run. them. Yeah, yeah they wear it ironically. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> come on. Take that shirt off. Give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know one band that everybody want to see? And I like the grunge era. I liked STP. I liked uh, Alice Pearl in Chains Jam. and all these bands. And one band I never got into for whatever reason was Pearl Jam. Never got into Pearl Jam, really. Never got into Pearl Jam. Maybe it was Jeremy's video that got to me. Um, yeah, it's a, well, it's a, a little bit. song. It's a, it's a, it's a sad, sad yeah. song. And everybody be like, oh, yeah, we should see Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to see Pearl Jam. Then I would always be like, oh, I don't even like Pearl Jam. Why am I going to go see it? Yeah. You know, I think people do stuff like that. Like, I want to go to Europe, but it's like, you know, obviously my friend lived in, lives in Ireland, so I want to go there, visit her, because she came to visit us back when she came back. Italy, because of the list I for my highly, mother. I highly uh, recommend Ireland. I've been there twice, and I want to go back again and again and again. I loved Ireland. I love I'll let you know where I'm going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a cruise, I've never been on a cruise. Really? Dan, actually, our co-worker, was always, oh, yeah, we got to go on a cruise together. We got to go do this together. And I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, I don't know. Everybody goes to the Caribbean. You know what? I want to go north. 
I want to leave New York and head north. I want to do New England and Canada. There you go. Then do it. You know, in like July when it's 100 degrees over here, 100% humidity. We don't let Denise out during those days. We've learned that we can only have <laughs> AVG night in September or April. <laughs> we learned we learn that Denise uh, faints at past 90 degree weather and um, Humid. burns yeah. in the sun. So our next ABG night would be obviously in a uh, spring or fall season. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I agree. I, you know, I would do a cruise when it's kind of miserable here. It's so humid on the island and head north, you know, to a cooler venture. Yeah, we went to, me and my friends went to Ireland both times in the winter in their winter time and i went to um czech republic in their winter time loved it oh wow absolutely loved it yeah it was magical it was it was magical because it actually you went to czech republic huh i never knew you went to the czech republic yeah yeah and it was you know we went to the saint charles bridge and stuff and, and one night it was like i just remembered clear as a bell it was dusk so the, the sky was like that dark 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 blue but almost okay. like a glowing blue. And then it started to snow. And then you mm. have the orangey amber lights of the St. Charles Bridge. I mean, it was like, it looked fake. It looked so perfect. It was just, it was just magical, magical. Is that your favorite place you ever been to? Uh, Ireland is my favorite place, but Czech was, was Czech Republic was a close second. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Cause it was just so different. Like I didn't, didn't know the language, like every everything was different, everything. And that, that was just so fascinating to me. It was just, you know, amazing to just get around. And the fact that you could, like, oh, okay, I recognize this, I recognize this, and okay, I know we need to get, you know, once you get the, mm. the your bearings and you start to get, not used to it, but you start to like, okay, I, I think I, I get it now. And that's just, for me, that's so fulfilling. You know? Yeah, that was pretty cool, yeah. actually. Uh, but Ireland is the best. Ireland, Ireland has my heart for sure. Don't they speak another language in Ireland? Gaelic. I have Gaelic, but everything's um, everything's bilingual. Like they they mostly speak English. Oh, okay. But all the signs and everything are half Gaelic, half half English. They're trying to bring the language back because it was stolen from them. Oh, okay. Yes. Gotcha. So they're trying to bring the language back. Yeah. Interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. Eddie loves it. Eddie Sullivan. Yeah. He loved Ireland. Yeah. Sullivan. Um, yeah. Sullivan, of course. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in fact, Ireland was the only place that ever said my maiden name um, correctly. And I didn't have to spell it. How do you say correctly? Bridie. Bridie. Bridie, yeah. So, because, you know, normally with my, with my maiden name, I would always have to say I would say Bridie, B-R-I-O-D-Y. Like when when anyone asked me my last name, that that was my last name. Spelling was part of it. <laughs> it was part of my last name because no one ever knew how to spell it correctly. I did that in Ireland and they stopped me. They're like, we know how to spell it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a bar called Bridie's. It was cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. How was that bar? Did you get a well, chance to go in? In the morning. So that it was like. In the morning. Yeah, because we had gotten off the bus. We went where we were, the bed and breakfast was. 
and we oh. went into town and we happened to get off the bus and there was Bridie's. So we had oh. to go there, but it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. It was, it was very early, oh. but we had to, we had to go in just because it was Bridie's, you know, and there was just like one lonely guy there drinking a beer, you know, so it, it was like nothing, it, you know, it was too early. The beer warm? Say again? Was the beer warm? Did they say warm beer in Ireland, I thought, was like there? No, no, not all of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Guinness is warm. The Guinness is warm. We went to the Guinness factory. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. That was the Sammy Adams factory. That was, it. that was actually pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Great people. Just, yeah. It's a great country. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, like almost like a, you feel so alive when you travel. Yeah. In a way, right? Like you feel like, oh, I done something. Yeah. When you can take a, you know, how many years ago was this? Well, the first time I went was right after nine eleven. Oh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was in January, back. February of two thousand two. Okay. So, uh, so that that hit a little differently, mm-hmm. you know. And then we went back. I went back with another group of girls, I want to say 2005, maybe, 2006, maybe. Okay. I don't exactly know the date, the, the, the year, but, but yeah. And the first time I went, I went with my parents and a, and a few friends, you know, and we, we separated and then came back together. You know, my mom and my father did their own kind of thing. They're <laughs> Irish? You're both parents or? Both my parents are Irish, yeah. Oh, wow. So that's. Did you find any roots? Well, that's what they were looking for. They went to Cavan, which is where my father's um, family comes from. Uh, they were looking for anything for documentation and stuff like that. Um, they didn't find much because, you know, I, I want to say something like they I have, to, I have to check with my mother, but there was maybe a fire or something. And they didn't have much there, tangible. Um, so they didn't find out that too, too much, but I know my dad's from Cavan and my mom's from Galway. Cool. So, yeah. They would have been proud that you did this Celtic Christmas. Oh, for, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. was old Denise's idea, by the way. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we'll do the Celtic Christmas. And then all of a sudden, Paul uh, over at the Seller Center, who we love, uh, yeah. was like, all right, we'll hook you guys up. How many tickets do you need? Nice. That was some, such a great night. Great idea. It was so much fun. So very entertaining and very Christmassy. It was like perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, all right. So, I guess we'll review these uh, predictions for the end of the year. I hope to see a clean closet, Denise. Hope so too. I hope you- <laughs> <laughs> Not, and that's pretty bad. If I can't even do one thing this entire year. Ah. Uh. And I hope uh, some of our predictions are right. And I hope some of our predictions are wrong. Yes. That's the Agreed. other thing. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I can predict it and come true, everything's perfect. Everything's great. Everything's back to normal. Everything. Everyone's getting rich and everything. <laughs> yeah. Healthy, rich, yeah. Uh, happy with their yeah. uh, friends, family, totally fine fulfillment. Well, that's and, what I hope and pray for people, for, for everyone. There. Yes, and pray for uh, the sick uh, dealing with cancer and various other diseases, and hopefully we'll bring a lot and create a lot of memories through <laughs> AVG this year. 
hopefully, hopefully we can get out there and do more, uh, more shows and I'm just trying to get back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're, we're, this is the year though. We're going to get a concert. We're going to do the concert. We're going to get the concert. That's what you predict. The, the door, I think that, you know, we've done so much with what we, you know, uh, the combination with the football where we could give away the tickets, the yeah. Stoller Center. Um, I think we gave tickets to a concert at Paramount. Um, of course, Chip always donates his partial season tickets to us, Pub, Uber. But actually doing a concert, I think will be great. And there are comedy shows that we've done. And, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully we bring some of that. We had stuff set up, but it got canceled. Because it, yeah. it was right right when they started shutting everything down. So, Oh, yeah, that was the um, acapella show, right? Yeah. I think we're going to do. Yeah. I was bummed about that. Yeah, that was another Denise idea. Yeah. Yeah, me, I look at the, you know, it's kind of like you look at the menu of somewhere like Fridays where you really like everything <laughs> and you don't know what to pick. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You know, Denise is like, I want that. So I'm like, yeah, you know that sounds good to me. <laughs> know what I like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for our first AVG podcast of 2021. Yep. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next. Next time. <laughs> we'll see you next podcast. And um, yeah, if you have any questions or if you want any subjects that you want us to talk about, just uh, send us a message. Any comments or whatever. Definitely send all that. Absolutely. Looking forward to hearing from you. Be well, be safe, and have a great talk to you soon. Hi, everybody. The AVG podcast was started by members of AVG Fund. AVG Fund is a nonprofit solely dedicated to providing entertainment tickets of all kinds to people going through cancer treatments. If you would like to find out more information about our nonprofit or would like to donate, please go to avgfund.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at AVG Fund. Thank you for listening to the ABG Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time.